Welcome to Say by the Bell Reviewed, the podcast where we already reviewed too many episodes of Say by the Bell, and now we're doing the prequel, not dissimilar from the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> this week we'll be reviewing, what do we call these? Do we call it Eighth Grade or the Miss Bliss episodes? The Miss Bliss ah, episodes. Miss Bliss Good episodes. morning, Miss Bliss. Okay, we'll be doing... Fuck you. Fuck you, Miss Bliss. Yeah, fuck, fuck you, you Miss Bliss. Episode two, love letters. <laughs> and uh, I was going to describe the episode, but I think I'll just paste in Zach's description right here. When we were in junior high, Screech got me to write a love letter to Lisa. Unfortunately, the letter fell into the wrong hands, and Miss Bliss, our teacher, wanted to kill me when Building thought she was in love with him. Hey, what are friends for? <laughs> <laughs> so did did everyone get that? The, the first one, there was no Zach preamble, but on Netflix, in this one, there was. Yeah. Yes. I watched this on Netflix, so I got the preamble. Or you could just cut in our description of, uh, what was it, Secret Admirer? Was that the episode? Or? Uh, no, what was the episode called with Tori and the... Yeah. Yeah. Or I don't you... remember it. <laughs> or, or a description of about a thousand sitcom episodes <laughs> that are exactly like this. But before that... I'm your host this week, Ryan Alexander Tanner. With me here in Portland is... Carolyn Maine. And, uh, when I see you coming, a hunk. I mean, a hunk. David Bitsenhofer? Hong Kong. I do get honked at a lot. I bet you do. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> I think they're telling... <laughs> and are you just standing in traffic, like, in the way? <laughs> That's probably what's really happening, right? What, what, what's wrong, you know? It's, it's the streets around. for walking, too, right? <laughs> I'm walking here. And then also there's one other guy. Misa, got a podcast. Ooh. Austin Gordon. Austin, you just got kicked off the podcast. <laughs> there's one thing we don't cotton to around here, and it's that. You know what, Ryan? That's not very wizard at all. <laughs> so I think that Zach looks incredibly arrogant while he's sitting in his chair doing the preamble. He looks like he could not give less of a shit about what he's talking about. Really? I feel like he just looks like he loves himself too much. Those can both be true. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, as you say, those aren't mutually exclusive things. Do you think one is the cause of the other? Probably. Which which came first? Uh, the the a- admiration of himself. That led to him not caring. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah, so I'm curious to see if all of the Netflix episodes are now going to have these uh, yeah. these little intros from Zach. Like, I honestly can't remember if every single episode did or not. I feel like they do. Yeah, and what was also odd was they did a scene, a stinger before the credits, and I don't know if they did that in syndication or not. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All this stuff happens before the opening credits. Yeah, we're back to the old college years, cold open, then the credits thing. So we get Zach giving us an intro, then mm-hmm. the show's cold open, 
then the opening credits. It's kind of weird. So do you think they did that as a tribute to the college years, (laughs) even though they hadn't made them yet? Yeah, the college years would have done it as a tribute to this. All the prequels are connected, Ryan. Mm Mm-hmm. I like when the prequels have plot holes that make the movies don't add up. I like Star Wars. (laughs) And Boo from Monsters, Inc. is the mom in Toy Story. What? Oh, that is a fan theory, Um. huh? Mm Mm-hmm. Although she looks, she's got different hair color. That all, because women never dye their hair, Ryan. Um, yeah, they do, Austin. <laughs> you, therefore, your theory falls apart. There's some sprawling fan theory about how all the Pixar movies are interconnected, but we're not re- we're not really here to talk about that. They're wrong. <laughs> so we open with Screech and Miss Bliss, and we always open with a Miss Bliss voiceover, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like two smooth segues. You know a thing is really good when it has two voiceovers going into an episode. <laughs> well, it's, it's because this is such a complex plot, they really need to step back and make sure that the audience is on the same footing. Well, see, I didn't remember. I remember Zach being like, oh, hey, I remember eighth grade. And that makes sense just to sort of yeah. try to justify this. Right. But him then summarizing the plot yeah. does not make sense to me. He should have been telling us why we were going to hear the thoughts of a woman <laughs> and why a woman was allowed to speak. <laughs> kind of like how in some countries, in Laverne and Shirley, they open up those syndication episodes by saying that they escaped from a mental institution. Do they really do that? Yes. What countries? Uh, the more sexist ones. Oh, the Soviet like ones, probably. The U.S.? Mm. Yeah, I'm going to let the research team take <laughs> the it. The U.S.? <laughs> In the Bible Belt, sure. I also kind of love how Zach's intro is slightly incorrect. <laughs> In how terms so? of, like, he, he, just, well, he just he describes the plot, and he's he's mostly correct. He talks about how, like, when Miss Bliss finds out that I wrote these letters, she gets hella pissed off. I'm like, eh, she's mildly disappointed, and it's less about you writing the letters and more about you cheating on your term paper that she yeah. gets mad about, but Classic whatever. Zach. Well, I wouldn't attribute a lot of hindsight to Zach Morris, you know. Or or the writers. <laughs> well, he's also talking about junior high that apparently took place in Indianapolis, so, you know. Yeah, did he have to move because he killed somebody? He killed Mikey oh, and yeah. Mickey. <laughs> Mikey wasn't in this one at all, right? Oh, no, he, he got a line. He got a oh, line. One brief oh, no. line. Well, I don't remember him anymore. Yeah, I'd fuck him. So, Screech asked Miss Bliss for love advice, and he's like, how can you feel if... How, how can you tell? I can't remember yeah. what I'm writing. How can, how can you tell if someone, like... What's this feeling? And then she's like, that's love. And he's like, well, how do you tell if they like you too? And, and so, she should be like, you never have to worry about that because you're the screech. Yeah, you're, you'll, <laughs> you'll remain unloved for the rest of your life. So. <laughs> Don't worry about made, it, kid. It would have made a lot of sense, like this being a prequel, if Miss Bliss had been like, what you do is you never leave her alone. Yeah. Ever, ever, never take no as an answer. You just bother her forever. It would have explained so much. You're always one no away from a yes. Yeah, I feel like we're getting, like, a little bit of Zach episode one, like, maybe getting into some root causes here. Mm-hmm. But Screech, not so much. Well, it is really interesting. I mean, as much as we talk about this is a prequel, I mean, it's not. Like, it is, but 
it, it was made and released before everything else. No, no, Austin. They definitely shot these after the college years. <laughs> but, like, I will but hear still, none other than that. But there's still places where it works. Like, it was created well after all of the other stuff. Like, with the root causes? Yeah, exactly. You, you, yeah, this is, you see the seeds being planted. And how there's no maxed. And this is this is the beginning. I mean, we're seeing the the genesis of the Screech and Lisa relationship that is oh so dominant in those early years of Saved by the Bell. Yeah. So that was actually kind of interesting to me. And one thing we've never talked about because it's 2016 and it was like 2014 when we started this, but is that um, we're old. I know is that we're old. <laughs> we never talked about it because we were we had too much lower back pain. Ow, my back, <laughs> my neck, my back, my neck, and my back. Yeah, and our memory's not what it used to be anyways. We, yeah. we keep needing to talk that? about it. But... Who is this? Where am I? I, I started to oh, say not it. another one. I started to say it, but then these damn kids were on my lawn, <laughs> and I got sidetracked. Yeah, I was going to talk about it, but then Matlock came on, so you know. <laughs> I was shaking my fist. I, I started to put it in my phone, but I just couldn't work the damn thing. <laughs> those, those people at Jitterbug just weren't helpful. <laughs> I called the Googles. <laughs> and they didn't have no help. No, is that um, the Screech and Lisa? I don't know if you ever really bothered to talk about this, but that it's like an interracial yeah thing. Oh, and, yeah. and what's nice is it's very unspoken. Like it, right? It's literally it's unspoken. Just, yeah. like, I don't think it ever gets ever. brought up. Well, I mean, Lisa's never. I mean, we've talked about Lisa's basically is treated like a white person throughout the whole series, except for the slavery episode. Right. <laughs> Um, but I thought about it too because I do know from caring too much about this show that Lisa was scripted as yeah like a Long Island Jewish princess mm-hmm. right and so probably they had written this episode before they cast her and then they just didn't yeah, bother to make a thing of it went with it and it's nice kind of except it's such a creepy relationship or whatever but well really the whole think. relationship regardless of Lisa's ethnicity the whole thing is fucked yeah yeah but yeah. it's interesting that i think it came out of negligence just that they didn't bother to make right. it apply to this uh casting change but it's weirdly progressive yes. for the, as a result Right, it's the kind of colorblind casting you wish you could see more of, mm-hmm. and they just sort of stumbled upon it in 1987 out of sheer laziness. Yeah, yeah. colorblind casting, like Scarlett Johansson as the leading ghost in the shell. <laughs> What's wrong with that, guys? <laughs> you can just use some makeup, right? It doesn't have to go both ways, people. It's not the point. <laughs> Well, good for you, Saved by the Bell, for being progressive, but then I wish you also showed something more like a consensual relationship <laughs> that wasn't a stalker. Well, it's, it's only accidental progression, Carol. Right, so, I right. Mean, they fell backwards into the yeah. future. Was there ever a consensual relationship on this show? Well, I guess it depends on how... Like, early Zach Lassie. and Kelly was kind of consensual. Yeah, you're, you're too invested in that relationship to look at it objectively, Austin. Yeah, <laughs> you think Bending he strong armed her into it? Yeah, he was. Like, he he didn't take no for an answer from the beginning. Yeah, that's true. That's true. No, yeah, Zach's all about wearing him down. Slater and Jesse was kind of consensual. Zach has like mind powers. He mm-hmm. stops time, so I don't think it was all consensual with anybody and Zach. Do you think yeah. like if he, uh, you're walking around, yes, <laughs> Bayside, 
Uh-huh. And then suddenly it's like Definitely. you just yes. see a quick flash or something, and then your anus hurts. <laughs> oh, like because time freezes? Yeah. But I'd feel so lucky if that happened to me. <laughs> You'd You'd like, feel I just blessed. got porked in the ass by Zach. <laughs> my only regret. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> my only regret would be that time had been frozen. <laughs> <laughs> so you couldn't savor it. That's what happened to that Russian chess nerd, isn't it? Oh, they raped him. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that, they didn't freeze time for that. They, oh. yeah, they, didn't they wanted him to feel it. Frozen time. Okay. Yeah, they raped him in real time. Cool. No, I think Slater and Jesse was pretty consensual. They were yeah. both kind of like a you wanna, sure, you wanna, sure kind of thing. You wanna, sure, you wanna, sure. That's like yeah. a will they or won't they? Exactly, exactly. But, I think um, anybody who was with that vending machine lady was consensual. <laughs> right. Well, she might be a rapist. Yeah, that's true. It yeah. might be non-consensual for the man. Is that what yeah. yeah, she's real horned up. <laughs> So then we get the opening credits after yeah. all that. Yeah. yeah. It is um it is interesting just one final note on the Screech Lisa stuff that not only do they tra- like when this show gets retooled into Saved by the Bell and obviously they pick up like three of the 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 kids and bring them into the new show and they bring along Mr. Belding but like they also carry over the Screech and Lisa relationship. Like it's not just Let's have these same actors play these same characters, but they also maintain these like ongoing relationships and plot points across the series. Like they didn't have to do that, but they did. How would you feel if you're Mikey and Nikki or the actors that play them? Nobody cares about them. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I just remember this should be obvious, but so they're ripping off themselves, but this would be first. It's yes. when they did the same plot line later that it was no, actually a ripoff. They filmed this after the college years. <laughs> well, I'm gonna need a new Corkboard. Okay. <laughs> but were you saying something about that? Or? No. Oh, okay. Just mind. that it's weird. Uh, yeah, but yes, the, the Masquerade Ball episode, yeah. which was the Tory episode. Oh, with Gumby. With yeah. Gumby and Spaceman Slater. Hot. It ended much better than this episode, <laughs> but the basic gist of it was a complete ripoff of this, right down to Lisa getting love letters and Tori sort of being the Nikki on her shoulder, like, are you a moron? Don't you realize what's going on? And teachers get involved and belding. And that was the episode with the uh, the lost and found box that magically appeared outside of Oh, Belden's that was awesome. Office. That was the one for the books. I defy you to find any series that ran for more than three seasons that does not have this premise in there. Uh, the Cyrano de Bergerac... Rip off. Premise. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Sopranos. The love. Well, like well, a, a, sitcom. A, a shitty show. Yeah, oh. a sitcom. Oh. A yeah, not a, dra- not a drama, but a sitcom. A okay. shitcom. Remember when Tony wrote Melfi that note, but then Carmella found it, and then Polly Walnuts thought that <laughs> Carmella wrote it to him. Jeez, Tone. Gabagoo. A gabagoo. So, so, after the credits, we see the school exterior, and it's different than the other school exterior we yeah. saw, but. Whatever. I'm freaking out. Which universe is this? I don't know. Which school is this? <laughs> and then there's... Oh, this is when the Miss Bliss voiceover happens. So, that's shame on us. Yeah, no, so it's it's Zach's intro, a cold open, the opening credits, then Miss Bliss gets a voiceover. Like, how much introduction do we need to this episode? It's not that complex. <laughs> well, to, to, to be fair about the people who actually made this episode, it was not their choice for there to be a Zach intro. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. 
Um, no, but this was filmed after the college years. They knew what was going on. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, uh, so the class is happening, and Miss Bliss is like, it's spring, and all the boys are getting boners all the time. <laughs> yeah. Which really has nothing to do with spring, let's be honest. She's like, you know, I noticed in spring, none of the boys ever want to come to the board to write things down. <laughs> They won't stand up to do the Pledge of Allegiance. They're all just coming in their seats. Exactly. So Screech is all into Lisa, and then they talk about how wars, all wars are men's fault, which Dude, we can all agree with. this right? chick's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> she fucking gets it. No, she says that Zack and men aren't responsible for all wars. Well, men like Zack are responsible yeah. for all yeah. wars. She's not wrong, guys. No, she's very right. Yeah, she's very much the proto-Jesse in this scene, both in terms of her calling out the ills of the world as belonging, as being caused by men, and in her sort of like, we're friends, but we're also kind of antagonistic relationship with Zach. Yeah. Nice to have one back. <laughs> well, she won't last long. Yeah. So that's why they got rid of her. Oh. <laughs> all the sensible women are. That was one, when they overhauled this show. That's... They were like, let's get rid of all the sensible women. Oh. But we'll add a wizard. <laughs> we'll add one wizard. <laughs> and, a, and a harpy of a woman. For three seasons. They're like, instead of having feminist ideas, let's just have a woman that exemplifies the folly of feminism. And that was <laughs> the basis of the show. How progressive. I know. So, they all have to write this term paper that's 20% of their grade. When Zach's talking about how he's the new Zach now, which is really good because we, at this point, have a lot of context for what he's like and... How he's changed. Yeah, so is Miss Bliss the history teacher then? I think uh, I think so. I thought she was English for some reason. Maybe I'm just uh, sexist, though. Yeah, no, I think uh, for the most part, from what I can recall, and certainly this is something we need to watch for because I have no idea how carefully they pay attention to this, but I feel like the few times that we get a gist of what they're doing in her class, it's usually history-related. Right. Okay. I'm, I feel like in middle schools, there is sometimes a conjoined English history class. Yeah, yeah we had one teacher for most things, except, like, health and the elective. Really? In middle school? Yeah. Huh. Because we had different periods, but we would have, like... Oh. Car- Carol, did you go to, like, a pioneer school? Or it was, like, a one-room schoolhouse? We, I remember, yeah, we dipped candles, and we <laughs> shot elk, and when people were sick, we would shoot them, too. No, wait, I guess I had different different teachers. I just played the Oregon Trail. Right? <laughs> well, I cool. I lived the Oregon Trail, David. <laughs> Oregon, not Oregon. I love... The whole point of Oregon Trail is to give people swear words for names. That's yeah, half of it. Get their for, like, stone. fuckhead got bit by a snake. <laughs> yes, that's it for you, fuckhead. <laughs> Shit bitch got dysentery. <laughs> that sounds about right. That's what that lifestyle mm. leads to. <laughs> so Zach immediately goes into scammer mode. So Miss Bliss leaves, and Zach and Screech are left alone. And Zach starts so Zach starts scamming Screech to write his paper. And my question for you guys is, why can't Zach write his own paper? Can he read? <laughs> he got a high SAT, but he cheated on that. He's busy going over to that girl's place with the bikini. No, she broke it off with him after he lied. So you think? So well, he doesn't take no for an answer. That's true. No, but uh, really though, why can't he write his own paper? <laughs> no, I think because he's, he's lazy. Yeah. I think is all it really boils down to. I feel like it's presented as an absolute that he just cannot write this paper. And that's where I got stuck. Him too. Yeah. Because he values wheeling and dealing over elbow grease. 
So this part when he's willing to sell Lisa to Screech mm-hmm. is really like the Muppet Babies, but if it was about pimps... Um, I'm not really <laughs> following you there, but all right. Yeah, can you... <laughs> oh, no, just turn it on in your mind. Turn all no, the Muppet I got, Babies. I get it, Carol. Wait, who's the pimp? The Muppet Zach, is the pimp? No, Almost... Zach is the pimp. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Who's making my dreams come true? <laughs> the whores. <laughs> so wait, babies! When my room looks kind of weird and I wish that I was not there. Yeah. Who's the pimp? Muppet <laughs> okay. babies! Zach is aka Kermit. No, you guys, I really need some help here. Someone walk no. me through this. Carol, I got it. Tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Zach is the pimp. He's uh-huh. pimping out Lisa. And Ding. it's like the Muppet babies. Be- because Miss Bliss is to save by the bell what Muppet Babies is Mandy. to the Muppets. Yeah. Yeah. It's because she it's because they were all tiny and scaled down now. We're going back from our adult college bodies into little baby bodies. They're so cute. You can even look at Screech. They're little babies. Like but he's tolerable. Yeah. yeah. But they're yeah, pimping like, each other out. That's the core of the premise. So the comparison then is that uh-huh. This season is like the Muppet Babies. Yeah. To later say by the bell being the Muppets. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. And there's a lot of sex play from the start in terms of whores and Oh, pimps. so it's weird that there's pimping because they're so young. Yes. Yes. I got it now. Yay. Oh, God. I can Who's Beaker? <laughs> oh, yeah. Who's Beaker? Uh, uh, pretty sure Milo is Beaker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he listens to pipes. <laughs> is that um, the crack pipe, you guys? Hey, now. Is it? <laughs> That's racist, Carol. That's racist. Yeah, but he's very suspicious. First, you think he's a janitor. <laughs> then you think he's smoking crack. The fanfic is 100 on him being a janitor. Dude, I, I denounce your fanfic canon. <laughs> well, that makes one of you. Carol. There's only one of me. Yeah, David. If you could close your eyes and make believe... Mm. <laughs> Where would you be right now, as opposed to right here in this conversation? Hey, I just looked at Carol, and there's like this weird old stock footage behind her of like cowboys and Indians. I opened, I opened my closet, and there was like a scene from Family Ties in there. <laughs> so I got another thing I noticed uh-huh. because at this, this is the beginning of the Zach Screech dynamic, but. It's very different than what we see later because they're not really friends. Yeah, I guess I. Yeah. And what's weird is I didn't really catch, catch that until the end. Yeah, they kind of rub it in there. Like everybody's supposed to hate Screech. Mm-hmm. Well, writing. it makes more sense. Right. Yeah. Like their relationship should have been more like this in high school. That Screech is this weird kid. And Zach is willing to take advantage of him, but he doesn't even want people knowing that he talks to him or anything. Yeah. I bet they decided it makes Zach look too evil. Mm-hmm. He's very evil right now. Well, and I think yeah. it's hard to have him be around all the time under the pretense that they are not actually friends. Well, then we could have had less screech, is what you're saying. Oh, God. <sighs> Dare to dream. Well, wait, what if what? Zach pretended to be friends with Screech just to hang out with Kevin? Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Do you think Kevin gives hand jobs? They painful hand jobs. Yeah. They're like yeah. kind of like a metal claw. Because yeah. you guys, we've all stuck our dick in a metal claw, right? Uh, well, yeah, multiple yeah. times. Yeah, who hasn't? Doesn't feel good. Yeah. <laughs> and none of them I've actually enjoyed, but I keep just doing it. I'm like, well, this time it's gonna be the time. I know. <laughs> I I've gone back to the metal claw. <laughs> but you know. well, and this and this whole um, this whole plot of. 
Zack trading Lisa to Screech in exchange for the goods and services that is homework is also retreaded again in season one when Screech has to build Zack a science project in exchange for a date with a woman that turns out to be Zack dressed in drag. Uh, uh, <laughs> we should watch that one. And Slater cops a feel. Yeah, Slater, yeah, and Slater's oh, totally yeah. into Zack as dressed as a woman. When Slater grabs his kit. So good. So this so this episode like inspired two later episodes of Saved by the Bell. And also was a ripoff of a thousand other shows. And yes, and <laughs> covers similar ground to thousands of other things. So the yeah, so the what it comes down to is that in exchange for Screech writing his paper he will get him a date with Lisa. Yes. That is our understanding. Yep. Um, so then we go to the hallway, and it's Lisa and Nikki. And Lisa reads the love letter, which has great lines like, And our love together will soar through the pastel skies and not touch down again until time ceases to exist. Which we all felt aroused when we read that, right? Heard that? Yeah, I was like, like half-masked. Yeah. This show made me forget what being horny ever was. <laughs> you missed it. No, the college year. <laughs> the college year. I was horned up. What would happen if Vending Machine Lady showed up and like, the Miss Blitz on its own? I'd like to hear Miss Bliss's interior monologue on that. She'd be like, today there was a horny vending machine lady. She's such a star. We talk about her so much. That's true. We talk about her at least as much as we talked about Tori. Definitely more than Tori. Tori could have been hornier. And like ten times more than Stacey Carosi. <laughs> I will give the 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 episode, the show. I don't know. I'll give it some kind of credit for not wasting time spelling all of this out. Like I feel like later iterations of the show would have had Zach like explaining to somebody else that he was going to write the love letters or have, show him sitting down to write. We just go from. Screech and Zack make a deal, and then the next scene, Lisa has a love letter from a secret admirer, and it, they leave it to us to sort of make the connection that this is Zack's plan in motion. Well, we can all agree that this is a smarter show. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's It has the makings of a smarter show, yeah. I mean, it's still not a smart show, <laughs> right? but it's a right. smarter show. And it is a more traditional, for the late 80s sitcom kind of show. Yeah, this is like a standard family sitcom, and the later one is more like a, a live-action cartoon. Yeah. Right. It's kind of right. like Welcome Back Cotter, right? But with a woman. Don't you ever talk about Welcome Back Cotter like that. <laughs> oh, wait, did the podcast mess with you? <laughs> no, it's more like Head of the Class, but with a woman. Oh, that is that one. Shit. Yeah. Carol, did I ever tell you about my uncle, Charlie? What happened? He murdered someone for comparing... <laughs> Welcome back, Cotter, to Save by the Bell. <laughs> in 1999. In 2016. I thought you were going to say that your Uncle Charlie was in charge of our nights and our days. Uh, so, Nikki suspects that Lisa wrote the letter to herself. Yeah. Which is a weird <laughs> idea that never goes anywhere. I just kind of like the idea that Nikki's just like, Lisa's vain and selfish, and so she could totally see her doing this thing. Yeah, and she, like, Lisa sent herself a bouquet previously. 
Yeah, there's precedent. So then, Miss Bliss is walking in the hallway, and she runs into a mulleted man. Well, oh wait, wait. God. She does not run into the mulleted man first. Help me out. First, she walks by Mikey, who says, Yo, Miss Bliss! And she oh, says, right. <laughs> and then, Yo, and then that is the beginning and the end of Mikey and this episode. That's an episode wrap on Mikey, Max Patimo. You can head for when, home. When they did the table read, Mikey was like, do I have to stay the whole time? <laughs> you, think, you think he, like, did different, like, yo, Miss Bliss. Yeah. Yo, Miss Bliss. Yo, Miss Bliss. He, he spent as much time recording that one line as everybody else did recording the rest of the episode. What else did he have to do? <laughs> right? That's like there's that uh, ODB song, Dog Shit, and it's, I believe it's Method Man, that his whole thing on the whole song is he goes, stankin' ass hoes, one time, and you're like, did they have to fly him in for that? <laughs> like, did he have to come in? Was that on his schedule that he had to go in that day and say that? It said stankin' ass hoes on the calendar. Stankin' ass hoes. That's it. That's his whole contribution to the whole song. How many d- variations did he do? I know. So, then... Oh, so, Miss Bliss is so distracted by saying yo to Mikey <laughs> that she runs into a mulleted man named Jerry. Yep. Oh my god, now this guy, I could almost get horny for oh, yeah. <laughs> well, So you're, you're on Miss Bliss's camp then, huh? I know. I would call him LL Jerry. Because ladies LL. love him. Yep, exactly. Yeah, he's got a <laughs> mullet, he's got a big body, he's mm-hmm. no Mike Rogers, but he'll do. Yeah. yeah, he's no Mike Rogers, but he is a thick gentleman. Like, he's very broad-shouldered. <laughs> yeah. and I like him thick. So yeah. if you found yourself in this universe, this is the person you'd have to focus in on, Carolyn, is that... Um, yeah, in this universe, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, who else do you have? You have Milo. Yeah. The, Milo. And you've got Mr. Balding. custodian. And you've got Balding, yeah. And you've got a bunch of tiny children. Yeah. Right. So, Carol, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Including this mulleted man, in all of all the <laughs> Say by the Bell that we've seen, huh. who would you most have sex with? So, okay, am I doing it from this universe where it's just for fun, or do I live in their universe where I am out to achieve a good life inside the sitcom? Just No, it's just like a one-night stand. Okay. Like, you're, um, like, a hypothetical, like, not like, oh, your boyfriend's. off? Who have we seen with their shirts off? Seen a lot We've of seen, no shirts. Oh, it's gonna, it's, Big P. Maybe Slater. Slater's Yeah, let's say not including Slater. Let's say of <laughs> secondary characters. Okay. Yep, okay, so we've seen Pete with his shirt off, and that's we it. Have. Except we've seen Screech with his shirt off a lot, and that's been terrible. We may but have seen Gary character. Tall Guy with his shirt off. <laughs> oh, Gary Tall Guy was a pretty happening fella. <laughs> he liked rolls. Uh, you could probably do some fun stuff with the rolls. I'm pretty sure the Max is not straight. You would fuck so. the Max? I'm not. Who? I can actually see that happening. <laughs> I mean, if he if it's in universe and he could like pull a duck out of my butt, I would give that a. What shot about Kevin her. the robot? You know. Well, does he have a soft claw? Ryan, the Max isn't fucked. The Max fucks. Yeah, this guy fucks. <laughs> does the robot Kevin have a, a soft claw for ladies? Oh yeah. <laughs> he has a he has a latex claw, <laughs> the a silicone. There's claw. a there's Tony Crane. He was pretty good looking. Yeah, speaking of hunky oh, yeah. teachers, or oh, Rod yeah. Belding. I'm yeah. Let's 
Professor Jeremiah Lasky. He's uh, he's all right. He's got a hot plate. We could eat. Of <laughs> we could eat some beans that we heat up on the hot plate. Yeah, yeah. What was the one David just said? I'll do that one. Wait, who was it? He's the other hot teacher. Tony Crane. Tony Crane. Yeah, 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 yeah. How about you guys? Non, like, uh, non, not including Kelly or the vending machine lady. <laughs> I guess because it's too easy, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it'd be Louise, easy. right? But... Oh, you're right. Yeah. You're totally right. Yeah. All of us? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Would you guys... Would you guys do it if all three of us had to go at once? I, I'd, I'd do that I even if there was no woman here. there. I mean, it's... <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Like, Louise would just be an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Make sure to tell her that when you come on to her. Yeah, I know. Well, no, I do. I, I still do, want to do I Louise do too. Work I mean, she should be icing on the cake, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, would you guys like to know the name of the actor who played this particular hunky teacher? Would I? <laughs> uh, he is played by a gentleman named Randy Hamilton. Whoa, Randy. that's a Randy hot Hamilton. name. That is a good name. Uh, Randy Hamilton was in a couple episodes of Dynasty prior to this. Uh-huh, they all are. Uh, he was in an episode of T.J. Hooker. Uh-huh. As the Hooker? Uh, an episode of Webster. His uh-huh. longest uh, run, it appears, was on the TV show Texas, which I assume was a short-lived attempt to gleam off of the success of Dallas. Mm. Uh, and he had a Long-running role on Days of Our Lives as Ron Wick Number One from 1986, 1986 to 1996. What number of episodes? Uh, it doesn't give me a number of episodes. Really? It, just, it usually ten, does. I know it usually does. But he was on it for like ten years, so okay. a wow. shit ton of episodes. That's, I guess yeah. That's funny that he's a number one. I assume the number one just means he was replaced by a different actor on the same. Yeah. Role yes, later. I assume that is. Although well. I'd like to believe he's a clone. Right? Yeah. Or a robot? Yeah. Did you guys ever watch soap operas? Yeah. Oh, totally. I watched Passions. Passions oh, fucking rules. I good. watched Days of Our Lives. I watched Did Days and I watched General Hospital. I watched all my children with my mom for like a year when I was like 10 and my dad's girlfriend. Um, yeah. Because it was summer and there was nothing to do. And I remember being a kid and like getting sick and wishing I liked soap operas because it was all that was on all day. But um, they would do this thing where it's like someone would come on and be a different actor, and there'd just be this voiceover like, The part of Ted yeah. is now played by Andrew <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Right, right. Yeah, I used to watch General Hospital with my mom when I was in middle, like, in the summers during middle school, like, 6th and 7th grade, like, and she would record them during the day, and then we'd watch them at, like, 10 or 11 o'clock <laughs> at night, and I'd stay up and watch them with my mom. Which yeah. was right around the same time that I was getting into comic books, and I'm pretty sure the two, like... <laughs> bled together and that's yeah. why I still read comics. I watched and watch over. Days of Our Lives until there was this episode that ended on a cliffhanger where two of the main characters were on a sinking boat and they were like enemies but then they were making friends because they're like the water was up to their neck in whatever part of the hull they were. And uh did I lose you guys? No. no. We're oh, just, Austin was we're like, just captivated by your story. <laughs> no Austin had a weird pose and he just was stuck there. And I was like, <laughs> so there, so, so the water is up to their necks, and then it like goes over their heads, and that how how the episode ends. And then in the next episode, they're just in the hospital. And he's like, "Oh, it's a good thing the Coast Guard came and saved us." <laughs> I was like, yeah. "I'm done. I like, can't deal with it." Fuck you, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. 
Yeah, when I was watching All My Children, it was like Tad and Dixie, and then Tad had a twin brother, Ted, <laughs> and he was like harassed, and then they were like actually stuff that was shot outside, and they were like at this river or something, and like they were about to fall off the waterfall, and then you just didn't see them for like a week, <laughs> yeah. and then they came back, and there was like exposition about what had happened, <laughs> and it was like all this shit went down that was too expensive to film. <laughs> I more shows need to to use the shoehorned in twin plot line. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm surprised like Say by the Bell never had that. Actually. Right, right. Uh, so one final note on uh, Randy Hamilton. My favorite credit on his IMDb page, third from the end, was in 1995 when he was in the O.J. Simpson story, a TV movie. Did he play O.J. Simpson? He played acting doctor on TV. Nice. Did he play Hamilton on Broadway? Uh, he may have. Yeah. They don't list Broadway credits on IMDb, so. He played Randy Hamilton on Off-Broadway, the sex show. But Hamilton. I kind of love that already in 1995, there was an O.J. Simpson story TV movie. So, all the ladies want to fuck Jerry the Substitute. <laughs> yeah. Including Miss Bliss. Yeah, he's all they ever talk about in the teacher's lounge. Mm-hmm. Spoolish. <laughs> Why the 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 janitor's like? Why do I have to mop up the teacher's lounge? All the time? <laughs> I thought he wasn't a janitor. I I didn't say it was Milo. I was gonna say by the janitor you mean Milo, right? It's not Milo. You guys are racist. <laughs> he's an administrator. So uh, and then Belding rolls up and he's like, "Get to class, you guys. Your fucking class yeah. is supposed to be happening right Belding's now." Belding's a and bit of a this... hard ass in this episode. Is this the only time ever Belding does something that a principal should do? <laughs> it's certainly the first time we've seen him principaling. I mean, maybe he'll. Last. Yeah, I mean, he might do it again later in Miss Bliss. I just yeah. was shocked by him actually doing. Right, a he showed thing. up and was like, "As the administrator of this school, I will now tell you, two teachers under my purview, to get your asses into class and do your job." And I was like, "Holy shit, he's acting like a principal." He was like, I'm going to perform a duty that was within my job description. So what happened between Indiana and California to Mr. Belding? Zach's powers he... grew exponentially. Yeah. I think he got like struck by lightning. I, That's my guess. I think when he teleported Enough. to California, it kind of messed his head up a little, you know? It yeah. Wasn't... Yeah, he wasn't the same after yeah. that. Yeah. He got combined with a fly. It's worth adding, Ryan, that uh, that Lisa gets tripped up in this scrum of horned-up teachers. Yeah. Because that becomes scrum. important to the plot. Yeah, I like when you say scrum. <laughs> oh, yeah, so then Miss Bliss has a boner for Jerry. She's like, when I see you coming, I'll hunk. I mean, I'll hunk. Which, even when you say it correctly, doesn't really make sense. Yeah. It sounds like hump, right? That's what's going on. When I see you, I'll hump. I'll hump. But when I see you coming, I'll honk. Like, okay, I get the wordplay. She says honk instead of honk. No, the like, idea is that they're, because when they first bump into, like, when the three of them all bump into each other, Lisa and Hunky Teacher and Miss Bliss, Miss Bliss says something like, oh, I hope one of us has collision insurance. Like, she's treating the whole thing like a car accident. And so the, the gag, I think, is, you know, oh, if I see you coming, I'll honk. Like, if we were in cars, that's what we would do. And I'm maintaining this ruse that this is all like a car accident. Right, just a totally normal people are cars joke. So then we go to Miss Bliss's house. Well, I wanted to just she... say something about Milo being there. Yeah. No, Milo's not there yet. That's later. Is it? That's a yeah. whole other scene. Yeah, all right. 
Thanks, he first David. he first shows up in the cafeteria. No, and then, la- he... and then later in the hallway when he talks about the pipes having ears again. Yeah, you're talking about the hallway scene later. Yeah, all right. So then we go to Miss Bliss's house, and she's grading papers with I wrote what's her name, but then later I was able to write Tina when they say it. <laughs> it said what's her name, other teacher, <laughs> and she finds the love letter, and Tina thinks it's from Jerry to Miss Bliss. Which is a reasonable deduction? I guess. I mean... So, yeah, like we've said, this is a pretty common premise, but if you found a love note in your papers after you crashed into a hunky man, would you assume that was intentional or just, like, let it go? I would assume it was one of my students. Well, it's not addressed to or from anyone. Yeah. And so, also, she has observed she has observed via voiceover that the kids are having boners for each other right now. Yeah, or I was I, or it's a like student crush on her, and then they wrote it to her. You know. Yeah, I would say one of the least reasonable deductions is that it's Jerry, especially when you think of what he had to do to get that letter in there, as opposed to something <laughs> else like. He had to stage the bump and then hope she f- her papers fall and then slip a paper in there just to make sure she well, gets it. Once I admired a woman <laughs> and I ran into her with my body and I made sure that my love letter was mixed in yeah. with her paperwork. You're a bad person. Well, this isn't the only reason why that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Although, to be fair, uh, Rafiki was able to uh, sneak <laughs> papers into everywhere. So. That's true. You can get papers anywhere in this universe. <laughs> but you know what? He was a college professor. Yeah, he was PhD. Yeah, He's our he, elementary school teacher. I was going to say, yeah, he probably learned how to do that when he was getting his PhD. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's part of your thesis defense is showing that you've mastered the ability of slipping papers surreptitiously into places unseen. Sleight of hand. While they're giving you the quiz, the the teacher pulls the paper out of their butthole, and then yeah. if they, you hit it there without them noticing, you get a doctorate. Gotta keep it in your butthole. Mm-hmm. Well, I kind of love how in this scene, it, it opens up with Tina reading off a list of names to Miss Bliss, and then the grade that they received. So I kind of love that Miss Bliss is just making her friend do clerical work for her. Yeah. yeah. Like hanging out at their house. <laughs> so is the process that Miss Bliss graded the papers, then gave them to Tina to tell her each student's name and their grade? I think so. Yeah. Why would she just like grade the paper and then write the grade like as after the grade is done? You write it by their name, then, right? Like it does. Well, it does seem like an unnecessary amount of steps. Yeah, yeah. But then she's going to have to talk to Tina, and <laughs> I mean, it just seems like this is kind of a way to kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> well, I'm saying she could do this without Tina even being there. Are you saying like yeah. Tina's over? I'm saying, so- yeah, she was planning on spending time with Tina, and she's like, God. I'm sick of fucking listening to her go on and on and on. Maybe I can have her do some of this work for me. That'll keep her distracted. They could have just had yeah. sex. There are so many women adults in this, and, like, there are none in Saved by the Bell. They just cut them all out. But I would be surprised if Tina lasts the Miss Bliss season. Wait, you guys? Yeah. Who's Tina? The, the, the art teacher? I need more information. 
the, the other teacher in this scene. Oh, okay. She's wearing a sweater. Uh, she's wearing like a scrunchie or something. Yeah, yeah she always like a wears a scrunchie. She's very 80s in that regards, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So then we go to the cafeteria. Hoot. And. See? See, we all lamented that they didn't go to a normal cafeteria, but now they are, and it's just kind of disappointing in comparison, isn't it? There's no magic, there's no birds squawking, there's no horned up vending machine ladies, it's just kids in a cafeteria. Whoop de doo. Uh, you know what this cafeteria needs? Some big spiky shapes. <laughs> <laughs> or just a lot of wood paneling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or a magician. Yeah, oh some, some foul, oh, some I various mean... foul mysteriously appearing out of boxes <laughs> and other food. Try to days. try to name a location that couldn't use a music a magician. <laughs> That's a <true>. musician. <laughs> so, Nikki and Lisa speculate about who the admirer is, and then Miss Bliss approaches Jerry while Milo stares and constantly <laughs> interrupts them. And I love Milo, you guys. I feel like Milo's a character that has discovered he's in a sitcom. <laughs> that yeah, is a great point. Uh, that might be why I like him so much. <laughs> I like his delivery and stuff. Like, I oh, yeah. like him. But yeah. his character doesn't make any sense. Okay, so if we don't all admit he's a custodian... He's an administrator. <laughs> how does an administrator have access to the pipes? Is... They all have access to the pipes. <laughs> he's a no, pipes you're... administrator. You're totally right, David. Like, he seems to realize that he is on a TV show. Oh, yeah. So he's going to have fun and enjoy, st- mm-hmm. <laughs> enjoy himself. Yeah. He just yep. wants to have fun. Yeah. He really likes gossip, and he's really excited if Mrs. Bliss is going to get that pussy filled. <laughs> so. It's true fact. Gonna get that pussy filled. When your friend goes on a date, are you like, did you get that pussy filled? In a series of emojis, yeah, yeah. more or less. Whales, whales, whales. Train going into a tunnel. Yeah, oh, is there one? I need it. Well, I think there's like a train and then a tunnel. There's the hands, there's like the okay yeah, hand and yeah, then the pointing yeah. hand. That's the best. So, the way that Miss Bliss approaches Jerry is very presumptuous. Yes. Like, she doesn't talk around it. She doesn't allude to it. She doesn't ask any questions. She's not like, hey, remember when we bumped she's, into each other? Yeah, and then she's I found a this busy working woman. Did she maybe... needs to get down to business. Like, she doesn't have time for this jibber jabber <laughs> stuff. But yeah. he's like, I'm married. And then she's like, but what about the letter? And it's like, <laughs> you still don't hear a fucking teacher? You don't get this? <laughs> she teaches history, not. Relationship stuff. <laughs> Relationship stuff is my favorite class. <laughs> no, you're right. I think it's later in the episode. Yeah, it's later on when she's dealing with Belding. But I'm just like, has how has Miss Bliss really not pieced all this together yet? <laughs> she's pretty slow on the table. Well, and then what's weird? Well, we'll get to it. But and then all of a sudden she becomes <laughs> a super sleuth later <laughs> when she does figure out who wrote it. So Zach and Screech are watching Lisa. And Zach stops Screech from approaching her, and he's like, finish the report, and then I'll write you another love letter. 
and it's because he knows that Screech is a hideous abomination. Right, he and ain't that no this is all gonna fall apart. Yeah, yeah. This is all gonna fall apart once Screech comes out to himself. And also, we should say that Rick the Dick is married, and so he well, won't be playing Mrs. Blisses. You just can't be open. <laughs> oh right. Well, he yeah. said, "Can my wife come along?" So he is a swinger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or a polyamorous. Well, she's polyamorous. Hoot hoot. Hoot hoot. Miss Bliss and Tina wonder who the letter's from, and they deduce that it must be from Belding. Which is... Right. And once again, it takes Miss Bliss way too long to remember that Lisa was part of this collision as well. But whatever. she doesn't really remember until much or later. Or that any of the kids could have snuck yeah. it into like with their paper or whatever. Yeah, or that there's like thousands of other ways that this letter could have come into her possession. Yeah, that it's probably just not written for her. Maybe it's from that guy from last episode. His name <laughs> I can't Maybe it's remember. from her dead husband. Aww. wait. Does she have a dead yes. husband still? Oh, she does. I got the yeah. She has a living with, uh, husband in the pilot. Uh, in the first episode, she talked to Zach about her dead husband. That's right. Zach's first victim. Oh, you think? Yeah. Do you think Zach killed her husband? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Look at look at these numbers: three, yeah. nine, five. It all connects. Yeah. It makes sense. You've got like a beautiful mind board set up in your room, <laughs> Carolyn. Yeah, you see it clearly behind me right now on this video call. <laughs> Question marks, blood, yeah, <laughs> yarn. Where's Tori? Question. So then they're certain it's Belding, Belding, and they're not really willing to entertain the notion that it's not. Well, Belding the other thing, point. like, so this whole, it wasn't the hunky substitute that wrote it because when she confronts him, he's like, "Sorry, I'm married," but they fucking know Belding is married. Yeah, that's well. See, that's so what the, I didn't know. I'm like, is he married in these? What? Right, I I wrote down isn't Belding married, but then we find out later in this episode that he is, and that this is common knowledge. Yeah. Bliss. So like, even if she still entertains the notion, it should have been like a Belding, but he's married. Why would he do that to his wife instead of just like, ew? Why is Belding hitting on me? Yeah, what a nightmare! First of all, it's Mister Belding. <laughs> Second of all, it's her boss. Third of yeah. all, he's married. Like this is a lifetime movie again. <laughs> Just wait till he shows up on her bed, blasting the finger guns. Oh, and those hairy hands! They're not hairy yet. <laughs> this is spelling at his handsomest. Handsomest. Oh, hairy <laughs> handsomest. <laughs> Ryan, yes. If, if you met uh, Dennis Haskins today, would you have sex with him? Wait, did I? Would you? Oh, because I didn't. <laughs> You're going to need to sweeten the deal. You're going to have to be like, would you let Mr. Belding rub your back while you were fucking Kelly? No, no, no. I want to know the straight answer. You mean Dennis okay. Haskins. He's like, let's go back to my room for a little fun. Are you going back to his room? That's, That's the whole deal. Yes. <laughs> Like, I don't get a million dollars, or I don't also get you to get fuck someone I don't want to have sex with. That you fucked Mr. Weldon. Like, you can tell people Did I tell what you, happened. There, there was a service where for like $20 you could get a celebrity to call someone yeah. like for their birthday, a and Belding was one of them. A certain tier of celebrity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> D- D- David, I'm going to...
I'm going to answer on behalf of Ryan and everyone else and just say no, and then we could probably move on. <laughs> but I wanted him to call me on my birthday and say, hey, 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 what is going on here? Happy birthday. No, you should say, hey, 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 what's going on here? Is someone having a happy birthday? Finger guns. Yeah, that would have been cool. Finger guns. Um, yes, uh, I did have sex with Mr. Bill. <laughs> So anyway, they're like, Miss Belding then approaches as soon as they realize it must have been him. Yep. And they're like, how are you? And he's like, to be perfectly honest, I've been very, very lonely. <laughs> how are you? Oh. To be perfectly honest, here's a line of dialogue that is just vague enough so that you can misunderstand it into what you're currently thinking that I'm doing. Dude, this... never walk around saying you're lonely. That's like <laughs> a way to guarantee what? you'll keep being Wait, lonely. What? Well, it's a strangers, <laughs> David. You have to let them go about their day. But, but, but don't people want to know? <laughs> it's important I'm to very me. Lonely. They asked how I was yeah, doing. Yeah, you know the lady at My... the cashier <laughs> at the cash <laughs> register was like, "How are you doing today?" And I'm like, "Oh, you know, I'm pretty lonely today." You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a few weeks since I've gotten my rocks out. <laughs> my girlfriend won't fuck me. And that's why David's banned from CVS. <laughs> we should make a list of all the places David's been banned from. Yeah, we can't hang out at the mall with him. I know, school, every, the mall, Claire's, CVS, every school in the tri-state area. Hot Topic. <laughs> Jamba oh. Juice. Scra- scratch that. Let's just make a list of the places we can go with him. So my note is, he is vague and assertive. <laughs> He's like, you haven't responded to my no. I know. He's like getting in her face. Yeah, but yeah, he, he's kind of intimidating her physically. It's really gross. It's weird. Yeah, but he just wants his requisition. What a requisition. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I'll tell you this much. This isn't the last we've heard of requisition forms on this show. When else have we heard of them? <laughs> well, in future episodes of Miss Bliss, they'll come up again. Really? Yeah. What are they? I think it's like when teachers want something for their classroom, like uh, a new a new globe or a new and set of maps that don't have the USSR on them anymore or some new chalk or something. You fill out a requisition form and submit it to the principal being like, this is the stuff that I want. But now. it sounded like it was coming from the students, like the students had to <laughs> fill them out. Uh, I guess I didn't get that. That that's that doesn't fit my understanding of them, but that could very well be why it makes no sense. Well, regardless, Belding needs them. (laughs) Oh, you guys, this just in. Our crack research team sent me a good sex emoji. (laughs) It's a peach with an arrow and an eggplant. The effect is quite... See, Ryan? Scandalous. Wait, why does it say Austin Tashosius? That's our research team. Why do you have that as Austin's name? Ostentatious. Oh! It's not my fault you can't read. <laughs> gotcha. Tessocius. <laughs> it's a very normal name of a very normal crack research team with a very normal text of peach, arrow, eggplant. Those are good. I mean, that eggplant really does look like a purple penis. I wish you'd <laughs> sexed me, Austin. <laughs> Um, it was an accidental sex. They bumped into somebody. The only times I text David and Austin is talking about comic book movies because Carol won't let us. They are so <laughs> stupid. So then, 
Uh, we see the bathroom for the first time. Yeah, Yay. it's a JFK middle school bathroom. And Zach remember is- all those? Remember all those good times we had the Bayside bathroom? Oh my god, I missed that shit. I know. Have literally, you that shit? literally, they found yeah. marijuana in there. Uh, <laughs> That's not all they found. <laughs> they smoked it all. <laughs> so then Zach and Screech are in there, and they make a plan that tomorrow after school. Screech will meet up with Lisa, and there's a tense exchange of papers, because neither wants to hand it over, but Zach gets his term paper, and Screech gets his Lisa love note. So, and why is Zach so good at writing love notes? He just is? Because yeah. he's perma-horny? Oh. But does that make you good at writing love notes? David? David? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it does. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good. I'm pretty good at fooling women into thinking that I'd be interesting. <laughs> so, then they do, an, they make an after school meetup plan. And they're, so they're looking at it in cl- and then we go to class. And Lisa is reading the note and talking to Nikki about it. And, uh, Miss Bliss takes the note. Yeah. Which thickens the plot. And she doesn't read the note, though. She just takes it, which is kind of an odd thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, and it really does not serve the premise very well, mm-hmm. like, based on what's going to happen. Uh, but be- before she takes it, I think my favorite thing in this entire episode happens. Mm-hmm. Lisa's uh, growl? His screech comes by, and Lisa just growls at him. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> I, I just think that's how she should handle screech in every episode moving forward. Like, anytime he just gets too close, she just growls. Or mace. Or mace. Growling and then mace. Yeah. yeah. This is before tasers, I guess. Yeah. Because that would be good. So then, Belding enters, and he's horny for forms. Yeah. <laughs> Requisition forms. And he does his first Belding laugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a proto-Belding laugh. It's pretty much there. Although it's not really an occasion that called for it, but whatever. No, it's totally out of nowhere, which is what's weird, because, I mean, I know that they filmed these after the college years, so it makes more (laughs) sense, but it seems weird, because it's like he does the laugh, and it's not an established thing yet, because this is a prequel, but he does it as though it is. And And at this point, he comes in, and Miss Bliss is all like, freaking out and glad that there's students in the room so that she won't get sexually harassed by Belding, which A, it makes me question their working relationship outside of this episode, but B, I thought the last scene established that it wasn't his letter and he was just after her for these requisition forms, but she's apparently still thinking it was his letter. No, she thinks he wants the forms and something Yeah, but it just seems weird that she's on a... And I get a little bit being on edge, but she, like, believes Mr. Belding wants to, like, fuck her right then and there in front of the yeah. students. And Yeah, well, it does seem like he's going to whip it out any minute. <laughs> That's why she's like, give it to me in front of the students. You're saying that it's her belief that he wants to requisition her pussy? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's what the requisition is. Um, I mean, Belding sort of does seem like he's the kind of guy that could just whip it out whenever. <laughs> well, because that's Dennis Haskins coming through. We've discussed yeah. how he's trawling karaoke bars. I just say there's a lot of day. witnesses in that classroom. <laughs> a lot of discussed. underage prepubescent witnesses. Yeah. yeah. Like, hey, kids, cover your eyes. Like, I'm just saying, even if he did want to fuck her, I don't think he'd be making his moves right then. I think... 
you can pretty much safely assume at that point he is just going to take the forms and leave. Unless something in their history together that we have yet to see suggests <laughs> otherwise, which right. makes me scared for their past him. relationship. Right. I think that if you are Miss Bliss and you've already made one mistake, mistaken presumption about who wrote the letter, you might just slow it down a little bit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like he clearly just wants these forms maybe or you know I don't know just the way this is being addressed is all just very strange to me so then we go to the hallway Belling has the note and he makes the very logical deduction that it's from Miss Bliss now yes yeah, so now he's picked up the note that Miss Bliss confiscated from Lisa and then, I guess, not paying attention, shuffled them into the requisition forms that she then handed to Bella. Well, that was quite the boner by Miss Bliss. <laughs> it was quite the boner by Belding. <laughs> yes. So, then they talk to boner. each other, and they're both vaguely talking around the note, because they both think the other person wrote it. Yeah. That's comedy. Uh, Belding, <laughs> Belding mentions that he was in the army, which is yes. another bit of continuity that carried over into Saved by the Bell. He also said he got hit on in the army. Yeah, yeah, he says he's used to it because he's been in the army. So, you guys, we know Mr. Belding has had homosexual romances. I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. No. Ooh. I mean, I fucked him in that hotel room. <laughs> oh, yeah, but that wasn't a romance. It was romantic. Don't take that away from me. Okay, if you say so. You're not romantic. Oh, okay. Jeez. Hmm. God, Carol. Sorry. Remember when you banged Gallagher? (laughs) With your eyes. He banged me with his eyes. And Andy Dick in a threesome. (laughs) I don't know. If you want to visit the Cartoonist Hall of Fame, you might... You might... (laughs) Never mind. Right. Um. <laughs> That's where that was going. Good job editing it. I know Carol a long time. Alright. So, Milo then shows up and says some hilarious things. And he says, the pipes still and... have ears. I didn't I didn't realize that's his catchphrase. But... Like, apparently it is his catchphrase. Like, dynamite! And the pipes have ears. It's a, one of the worst catchphrases I have ever heard. He also just kind of like rambles. Yeah. yeah. We don't know. <laughs> I... I... I struggle to find what his motive is. Or <laughs> he's a gossip, and he's played for laughs, but he no, doesn't make any jokes. You hit on it earlier. His motive is he's a character on a TV mm-hmm. show. He just realizes it. Also, I noticed in this scene that attached to his belt is a large wad of keys, kind mm-hmm. of like what a custodian would wear. Or an administrator. Yeah. I still feel like he's the no. head of the custodians. Right, like, I'm not saying he's the school's janitor. I just think he's, like, the guy who's in charge of the custodian department. Well, let's be fair, because this is a heated debate <laughs> we're having. And I never, I know we've had some disagreements throughout this series, but I've, I've never felt like it's gotten this personal before. <laughs> yeah. so first, I just want to acknowledge that. After that point has been made, I would also like to point out that... No one has any evidence at all about what this guy does. (laughs) He's got a large set of keys. Keys? Yep. He might be getting his GED. 
In a grade school or a middle school? I have no idea why he's there. Is what I'm he has lots of keys and he apparently has access to the pipes that may or may not have ears. Those are the two pieces of evidence we have thus far. He was in the office and he was in the cafeteria. Let's move on to something we haven't talked to death yet. Did (laughs) Kelly and Professor Lasky have sex? (laughs) (laughs) They definitely did. We got all these tweets from Meg C today. She refuses to acknowledge that they had sex. They definitely yeah, did. Yeah, she's, te- she's Team Austin. We're fighting the good fight. I-, I think it has very little to do with your opinion, Austin. Oh. <laughs> they had sex. Yeah, you can deny it all you want, but, you know, the Holocaust happened. <laughs> That's going to be our opener. <laughs> no, you can just edit that one out. <laughs> I don't think I will. We edited it out when Carol said that extremely racist thing that one time. That wasn't racist so much as it was racial. But and I know I'm ahead of my time. But David's Holocaust denying. We're keeping that. That's good no, radio. I didn't deny. I'm saying Austin is akin to a Holocaust denier. Yes, he's saying my refusal to acknowledge Lasky and Kelly having sex is akin to my denying the Holocaust happening. Which is which something Austin David also does. Now that I'm... Alright. So then, I, the best thing to me about this is that Belding lets Miss Bliss down easy. Yeah. <laughs> He's very kind in his rejection of Well, her. he also talks himself up with his, how many times has this happened before, including the army and Sergeant Hot. Do you think it was Lieutenant Hot? Oh, definitely. That's why I brought him back <laughs> yeah. in history. And then they did it in the back. In front of the oh, students, yeah. no, because Belding has a history, apparently. <laughs> So then he pulls out the letters, and Miss Bliss is like, wait, now I know what's going on. Yeah. All of a sudden, she has like an epiphany out of well, nowhere. Well, what's weird is, and I guess we kind of get some explanation, but she seems really pissed, and I'm like, can't kids write anonymous love letters to each other? Like, that's not a crime. That's true. That's a really good point. <laughs> like, like, this is just stupid bullshit kid stuff. Guess what? Kids pass notes like this all the fucking time. Yeah. Do you, do you think that if they'd been writing notes, like... Gee, Screech, so-and-so is a duty head. Like, Miss Bliss would have thought that was for her, too. Yeah, and Tina gets it and is like, why is Miss Bliss calling me a duty head? Yeah. <laughs> why does Zach want to make plans to go to the movies with me this weekend? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it could just be like, totally innocuous, like, note-writing shit. Yes. And then they make it, and they make it pretty clear that the content of these letters is very, uh, like, chaste Victorian era romanticism stuff so yeah, it isn't even yeah. like it's you know dirty right. or age inappropriate or <laughs> I something I want to fuck you so bad right yeah I want to tear your asshole up you know that's right. what they right. would do with a modern romance right it'd be like yeah we're gonna get it it's gonna be dick in you no it'd just be emojis <laughs> yeah it would just be that's emojis that's true like yeah, the one just, I got it would just be peach earlier. arrow eggplant yeah Right? Just a, just a bunch of eggplants now. Train tunnel, train tunnel. Volcano. Ice cream. Coffee creamer. No, but Ooh. I guess somehow she also deduced that these letters were written in exchange for a paper. Yet I don't know how she came to that. Well, you're getting ahead of right. us, but... <laughs> well, fair enough, because Lisa is in the hall and she's preparing to meet the admirer and then Zach and Screech are in class and then uh, Miss Bliss calls him in. So, yeah. But that's what it is. Is she figures out it's the same typewriter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but why that's... would it be the same typewriter? 
how would she know it was the same typewriter? And it wouldn't be the same typewriter. You're right, because Zach wrote the letters and Screech wrote the, the paper, papers. Yes. Uh, maybe Screech comes over to Zach to type it. I can see that, that he just dictated the letters to Screech. And maybe there's like an ink slot on the T, you know? It's tr- it's like tilted, you can tell. Well, okay, so... But- so I'm we're supposed to assume that Miss Bliss is, like, fucking Sherlock Holmes at this point? Right. Yeah, well, she would fuck Sherlock Holmes. Well, well, who wouldn't fuck Sherlock Holmes? Yeah. But her deductions <laughs> up to this point have been total garbage. <laughs> right. And then suddenly she's able to know <laughs> that a, the same typewriter was written to write multiple letters. Sherlock Holmes would be able to tell too much about your vagina. If Zack and Screech are sharing a typewriter, wouldn't all their papers have been the same and she hasn't noticed that before? And Is that even yeah. wrong, I guess? I don't know. Couldn't they just say that, oh, we share a typewriter for whatever? Guys, guys, can we just pause for a moment and laugh at these podunk, technologically backwards people that have to do their homework on a typewriter? <laughs> They're from Portland. Well, they probably would type everything on a typewriter. Oh, yeah, they have a typewriter <laughs> attached to a record player. Yeah. If you go into a coffee shop now, there's like a sign, no typing on a typewriter. Yeah. In there. People are so want to look interesting so bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to put it. <laughs> but yeah, it's... Uh... Yeah, I guess it's it's not allowed for students to share typewriters to write their papers. I just, you know, it's like her getting to the bottom. It, it would make more sense if they she didn't explain how she figured it out. Yeah, if she was just like, I know you wrote each other's papers. And we'd be like, how did she know? Just because she's a teacher and she knows things. If she was like, this was obviously, mm-hmm. these two papers were obviously written by the same person. Yeah, or and if they were just also, handwritten, so it was, like, handwriting that she wrecked. Yeah. Like, I actually thought that she was finally, like, really looked at it and I was like, oh, this was, like, Zach's handwriting and maybe compared it to something else he had written and then... Yeah, and it would be kind of funny if they got busted because they never stopped to consider that the handwriting would be the same. Yeah. Because they're just kind of young, stupid kids at this point. But oh no, they just, you know, they were stupid enough not to realize that old Miss Bliss has an eye for typewriter ribbons. I know, she's so savvy. But it's, I don't know, it's, just fuck it, whatever. So then she figures out the whole scheme, and then uh, Zach tries to weasel his way out of it, and Miss Bliss is like, a cute smile and apologies aren't going to get you through life. Which is uh, questionable. Yeah. Well, she, and she also says that, uh, and, as well as taking advantage of people. Yeah, neither is taking advantage of people. He never learns any of these things. <laughs> well, it's feel... nice to hear it said. Yeah, but I feel like the entire history of the series that we reviewed prior to this episode undermines this lesson. That, in fact, cute smiles, apologies, and taking advantage of people will result in him marrying Kelly and yeah. living happily ever after. Yeah, it's really weird to see their ultimate thesis stated in a way of disproval when it will be proved that that is how Zach is going to go through life. Yeah. It's weird that they say it and then go back on it. So then Zach gets a zero, which is worse than an F, and Screech gets a D, which he's grateful for, even though he really got fucked over. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he got punished for not being smarter about it. 
Well, and he also learns nothing here, because yeah. he's going to just go through this a million more times. I mean, times. to be fair, yeah. if someone is writing another person's papers, you still have to punish the person doing the writing, too, I think. But... Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I do, I do wonder, like, I don't know, maybe this is just splitting hairs, but, like, Screech gets a D on his paper, but I feel like maybe his punishment should be separate from his grade, because his paper was probably fine. Mm. He still deserves to be punished because he wrote Zach's paper, but maybe that should be more like, you have to do, you know, detention for three weeks or but, something. But then Miss Bliss sees the relationship that Zach and Screech has and knows that Screech will be punished for the rest of his life. Yeah. Uh. yeah. My note was, get used to being taken advantage of, Screech. <laughs> And he does. He pretty much verbalizes the, well, it was still cool hanging out with you, even though you took advantage of me. It's true. Do you ever wonder what it would be like to have, like, decide to continue to be friends with a guy like Zach, who just is, like, very open about the fact that he's always scheming and manipulating any (laughs) opportunity Um, he can find? Like, I've kind of had those people in my life, and I don't anymore, <laughs> exactly. and it's better not to, for sure. I think we all have people who were, like, kind of on the make and just using anybody for whatever they could get, right? Was one of them Gallagher? But were they so open about it, though? Uh, yeah, putting a lampshade on yeah. it, you know, here and there. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Carol's a real schemer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the last time she came to me with an idea, I ended up naked on a roller coaster. So, you know. (laughs) You're the time of your life, Bits and (laughs) Hopper. All I'm saying is I planted those magic beans, Carol. (laughs) And a giant beanstalk did not. I want my $40,000 back. You'll have to go through my lawyer. See? See? This is what she does. (laughs) This is what it's like. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder. So, Zack and Screech have a moment in the hall. And Zack admits he took advantage of Screech. Yeah, he has to actually explain what he did wrong to Screech. (laughs) Which is kind of funny. Screech still doesn't get it. And he's like, Screech, the thing is, is that you're a hideous monster. Yeah. <laughs> and so no one no one will ever love you. <laughs> Your own parents don't love Lisa. you. You realize this, right? <laughs> and actually, when you get paroled from jail, you're gonna just go right back to jail. <laughs> That's your future. Scrunch. Yeah. Um, and uh, Screech is like, ah, it's alright. <laughs> which is pretty much he makes me but and they're still not friends which is a weird thing about this too yeah and Screech kind of says that no one else likes him so that makes it more worth it to have Zack yeah he's like oh can I tell the cause Zack tells him like you know you're not such a bad guy Screech he's like oh do you mind if I tell the other guys you said that and Zack's like yeah but you could do it anyway huh. and so that's you really get the idea that they are this is not a uh, you know long-standing friendship. This is sort of the blossoming of their friendship. Yeah. Yeah. And then, Screech still wants to go to the cafeteria to meet Lisa, and is this a tragic or a comic ending? I laughed. You laughed? Um, I did like his line about how he's like, I'm gonna go, you know, where are you going? Oh, I'm gonna go meet Lisa. Whoa, but you're a hideous chud monster. Yeah. And then (laughs) Screech is like, yeah, but I don't want to spend the rest of my life wondering if Zach Morris was wrong. Like, that was mildly clever. He still is going to go in, and just in case. And then we learn he's always right. Yeah, because yeah. he goes in, and then there's just screaming heard. And, from and, and as he walks down the hall, we get the uh, 
the slower, slightly meaningful music before it goes into the usual Saved by the Bell and theme. Right? Do so, we know if they had all of this music initially? Yeah. Have I asked that? That's what I don't know. That's a good know. question. I feel like it'd be pretty simple to add on because they definitely figure out a lot of their brand with those catchy fucking bumpers. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, I feel like they wouldn't have spent the time and money to go back in and add the music. Yeah. I feel so like I it... feel like Zach's introduction was added. But that's right. just like pasted onto the front. It's not like inserted. Well, into they'll the... make the tech people do work. They just won't make the director, the actors, or the writers. Yeah, do but work. they still gotta pay those people. Peanuts. <laughs> yeah, enough peanuts over time. I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, it could be. Well, anyway. when we finally find Herbert Hodis, we'll ask him. <laughs> Maybe he'll know. He'll, he'll know, know all about the editing room. <laughs> He's going to have a lot of good information. Well, that's the end of the episode, which leads me to wonder, Carol, what did you learn? Oh, I learned a couple things. One, that David gets honked at a lot when he's shirtless in traffic. <laughs> And two, that being perma horny makes you really good at penning love notes. Hmm. <laughs> it's all that natural yeah. emotion backing up in you. Um, and when I want to know what the next person learned, I'll hunk. I mean, I'll hunk, David. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that Zach will never take advantage of people again. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! And Austin, what did you learn? Uh, similar to that, I learned that despite everything every other episode of this show has taught us, cute smiles, apologies, and taking advantage of people won't get you through life. Mm. Shit, that was mine. <laughs> well, I learned that I should just go before Austin. And <laughs> then what did you learn? That'd be the first time you went before Austin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Mr. Belding. And then You're a generous I, lover, that's what I'm saying. I learned that these were all filmed after the college years. And I have not yet learned what Milo does. But I'm pretty sure he's an administrator. <laughs> he's a custodial administrator. I don't know why we can't agree on that. I feel yeah. it's like it's like the best of both worlds, guys. I feel like we need a uh like a catchy theme song and a bumper for like Milo watch whenever, <laughs> whenever he shows up and we decide on what evidence there is of what he does or doesn't do. We'd be there if Ryan didn't have all this white guilt. Why don't we just ask the pipes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have ears. Yeah, they should. We'll ask it. Danny boy. <laughs> the pipes are calling. Do they have mouths to tell us? Well, that's a good is? point. We could ask them, but they may not be... They'll hear us, but they may not be able to respond. Right. <laughs> What's the point of having ears? Why Why does Milo care if the pipes have ears if they're not going to tell him what they're hearing? Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> well, I assume he has some way of listening with the pipes. Mm. So, Carol... <laughs> yeah, is yeah. he just referring to bongs and, like... And like... <laughs> He's just baked the whole time. The pipes have ears, man. Pipes aren't here, man. <laughs> Carol. Yeah. I would like to follow you oh, on no. the internet. Okay. <laughs> How would I do that? You can go to www.carolinmain.com. C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-M-A-I-N. Like the street. Uh, <coughs> Uh, also, Carolyn Maine at Tumblr, 
Caroline Main at Twitter. You'll find all my news and updates there. And you can find my art page on Facebook as well. M-A-I-N, like the street. Mm-hmm. David? Yes? Where can I find Austin online? You can <laughs> find Austin online at, at Austin Gordon. Is that really it? Austin? <laughs> it's at fatbutts.edu. It is. It is at Austin Gordon, yeah. and you can it's find at him at the Bird Real Ray. Gentleman of Leisure <laughs> of Leisure dot com. Sorry, the Real Gentleman of Leisure dot com. And uh, on Twitter, you can find me vehemently not denying the Holocaust. <laughs> Austin, I asked David. Yeah, we all know what you're hey, denying. Austin. Austin. Yes. Where can I find David online? Oh, you can find David at. Uh, Sex Crimes Anonymous on Twitter. Austin, (laughs) the anonymous is there for a reason. (laughs) David Bitsenhofer. (laughs) You can follow David on Twitter at Dr. Bits, and you can read his writing at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. Oh, that's nice. As for me, your host this week, Ryan Alexander Tanner, I have a website. It's ohyesverynice.com. That's O-H-Y-E-S verynice.com. It's also my Twitter handle and my Instagram. You can follow me on all those things. I will be done with Fuller House Reviewed by this point. And uh, this is the first time I've said it out loud, but there's no fucking way I'm reviewing season two. (laughs) That shit is done as done. I'm over it. (laughs) Never watching it. Never expressing opinions about it. Congratulations. Fucking done. Have mercy. If you want to hear what I have to say about it, it'll all be written when you see me not having written it. Yeah. Okay. As for the show, we are Say by the Bell Reviewed. You can stream every episode ever, including the early episodes, that are real choppy and hard to listen to at sbtbreviewed.com. They're like the Miss Bliss episodes... Quality-wise. And we filmed them after this. Yeah, we recorded them after we recorded this. Yeah, it was a not <laughs> strange decision, but, you know. We stick by it. Oh, sh- we should shut up about the time machine, guys. We're all so much younger then. <laughs> we talk like this. I had less hair on my we're, hands. I know, we're all, we're all still balding, but less so. <laughs> I am not balding. Carol's the baldest of us all. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter, you can follow us at, at SBTV underscore reviewed, because some guy ripped off SBTV reviewed. That piece of shit. I hope he dies. <laughs> you, can, you can follow us on Facebook, Saved by the Bell Reviewed, also not to be mistaken by the rip off one by some garbage piece of shit. Uh, where That's the best place to have conversations with us and stuff. We'll respond to your comments. We get some good stuff on there. Highly recommended. You can email us if you would like to at sbtbreviewed at gmail.com. Pretty good chance we'll read your uh, epistles on the air. Maybe even say hilarious things and respond to them. Like if you're David Palace and you had a little dating trouble that you wanted to share with us. Yeah. We should set him up with Meg C, you guys. <laughs> I think that we went through that. Yeah, but not on the podcast. No, I think it was on the podcast. Oh. I don't remember this. Did it work this. out? Right? Yeah. Yeah, because we read his... I, we just posted that one. Yeah. But now Meg... <laughs> never mind. Yeah, I think Meg's new to this. Yeah. Well, Meg C and Dave Palace, why don't you guys get a little... Yeah. 
uh, eggplant emoji going between the <laughs> yeah, two. Yeah, click the a little, a little the peach tunnel. arrow eggplant emoji. This is our new mission. We're gonna find Herbert Hodis, and we're gonna get Meg C and Dave Prowse <laughs> well, I mean, to do and it. Even if they're not interested do in it, each other, you know, it. just a one night stand. That's all fine, you know. Yeah, just casual. We'll settle for casual sex between you yeah. fans of our show. I mean, let's be honest, really here, guys. We'll settle for casual sex between any of the two listeners that were brought together <laughs> yeah. by their love of our show. It's true. But they have to listen to the podcast while they do it. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, I think most people have sex while they listen to this podcast. Definitely. Or they're driving to work, one or the other. They're jacking <laughs> off while driving to work. Well, who doesn't? Right. Right, Austin? What's that? Nothing. <laughs> That's why it's called the commute. Uh, Hi, ding ding. Anyway, so email <laughs> us at sbtbreviewed at gmail dot com to let us know who you had sex with because of our podcast. <laughs> you can rate and review us on iTunes, which is a good place to download the most recent episodes, and we would really appreciate positive reviews. If you take the time to write a negative review, then you're some kind of shitty, terrible person. That only spreads misery and has no value. You can also download us on Stitcher, Podbean, and Google Play. We're available on all those things. We also have an Indiegogo campaign where you can give us money. You're almost out of time to give us money. So now's the time, guys. Drop us some cash. We'll appreciate it. I mean, we'll not, like you. Not not to undercut your effort to get money, but I mean, we'll, we'll always take their money. We'll take your money. I mean, even long after this thing is done we'll take your money yeah we'll never not take your money so i think that really wraps things up this week anyone else want to say anything else before we call it a night carol you have any unresolved uh feelings was that a sex noise or a farting noise was that like farting during sex i understand All right, so that uh, wraps things up for this week. Until next week, our love together will soar through the pastel skies and not touch down again until time ceases to exist.
bitch hoes You're the type of bitch Don't appreciate shit Never had shit So you won't be shit That pussy there Couldn't satisfy a hair on my body Keep me like a lot And slide me down Doodle brown <laughs> Toss salad Oh, you have some shit now Calling me a dog, well leave a dog alone Cause nothing can stop me from burying my bones In the backyard of someone else's house Old dirt dog, but I'm not dog out Here comes Rover, slipping at your ass But pardon me, bitch, as I shit on your grass That means, ho, you've been shitted on I'm not the first dog that shitted on your lawn Hold it, Spinning on his lips. Nigga, what's up with your speaking spell shoes? Fisher Price, my first Timberlands. Nigga, yo, this shit is old, nigga. You gotta get some chuckers, fucker. Nigga, I'm on a Lamar Sanford dress shirt. What do you want, you big dummy? That's me, nigga. And that's for you, you DJ Cat Show shirt wearing ass, nigga. Crazy. Your shirt look like a dish rag. 